0: Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God that I'd like to study with you today is the Gospel reading from Matthew 13. It's printed out in the worship folder. It's the parable of the sower and Jesus' explanation of that parable. The last time I preached, I started out with agree or disagree, because those are my favorite questions. I was going to do that again today, but I decided instead to give you an either-or. So you have to pick. I'm going to show you... Two pictures, and I want you to determine which picture best describes your Christian life. All right? Here's the first one. Field of weeds. Or field of crops. That one's pretty, isn't it? Which one is you? Is your heart dry and dusty and dirty and full of stinky weeds? Or is it full of fruit? I know it's corn. But we'll call it fruit because that's what Jesus calls it. That's the one we want, right? We want hearts and lives full of faith and fruits of faith. We want to trust God in every way. He said in the first reading that his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And we want to trust everything that God says. We want to love God with all our heart and all our soul and all our strength and all our mind. We want to love our neighbors and live for God and follow his will. That's what we want, right? And that's what God wants too. God wants your heart and your life to be full, not just of fruit that glorifies Him, but full of blessings that He's given to you. And on the one hand, we can say that God wants that for each and every one of you individually. We can also say that God wants it for all of those around you and all of us together. Because together, each individual believer makes the church. In fact, that's exactly why God gave us his holy work. It was to produce deep-seated faith that would produce abundant fruit, not only for him, but for one another. And in our first reading, God promised that his word works. He said, just like rain and snow, right? If you go home today, your grass will be just a little bit greener. Because it rained today. And God said, just as the rain and snow make things green or make things grow, so his word that goes out from his mouth will not return to him empty, but will achieve the purpose for which he sent it and accomplish what he desires. And what God wants is a fruitful you and a fruitful church. That's what Jesus teaches us in the parable of the sower. I'm not sure that's how we uh, sow seeds today. I'm not a farmer. I'm not a gardener. Uh, Maybe if you're a gardener, you you take some seed, but probably you have a little bit more of a formation to do that. But this is the picture. It's a man just throwing seed out there like Johnny Apples. God promises that just like a seed grows, his word always works under the right conditions. In his parable, Jesus describes four different kinds of soil, which represent four different kinds of hearts in people. And then he goes on to explain how his seed, or the, word, the seed of his word, grows in some situations and not so well in others. First, Jesus said that some of the seed fell along the path. Now, when I heard the word path, I always think of concrete like a sidewalk or a parking lot, but at the time Jesus told the parable, probably just a dirt path that was packed down from everybody walking on it. The seed didn't even have a chance to penetrate into the dirt because it was so hard it just sat on top and eventually the birds came and ate it and took it away. Jesus said that's like the person who hears God's word but does not understand it. The word just sits on top of the heart. It, it never penetrates. It never even has an opportunity, really, to create faith. But because it's sitting right there on top, the devil comes and he snatches it away. That's probably most of the people that you know. Maybe not in all parts of the world, but in our country, God's word is freely available. People come to church for baptisms and confirmations and weddings and funerals. And even if that's the only time, probably everybody you know has heard God's word at some point. But the reality is we're all born with hard hearts like the path. And unless something changes that, the word just sits there and it never penetrates and it never creates Jesus said some of the seed fell among the rocky soil. These aren't just rocks on top of the soil, but beneath the soil there's a layer of rock so that the soil is shallow. There's just a little bit of dirt. There's just enough dirt so that when the seed hits the dirt, it begins to grow. But it can't form any roots because of that rocky layer underneath. Jesus said that this is like the person who hears God's word and they immediately believe it. It's so exciting to see that. It's often somebody who grew up really not really going to church and they haven't heard a lot about Jesus and they come to church and they come to to Bible information class and they find out for the first time that for no good reason God loves them and in Christ God forgave all of their sins. And they're so excited. But then it goes away. Because after that initial contact with God's Word and and faith sprouting, they they don't keep learning. In fact, this happens uh, very commonly in our church after confirmation class. Kids get baptized, maybe they come to Sunday school, they come to confirmation class, they they get just enough of God's Word to produce faith, but then it's gone. Jesus said this is like the person who who has faith, but it disappears whenever trials or challenges or troubles come. Because there's no root, the faith can't stand up under the pressures of daily life. And so they quickly lose it. Some of the seed fell among the weeds or the thorns. This was actually good soil." The seed penetrated, roots formed uh, a plant sprouted, maybe even began to produce fruit. But because no nurturing was done, as Paul mentioned in our second reading, because there was no faith maintenance going on, the weeds and the roots around it eventually choked out the plant. Jesus said those weeds are like the activities of life. The worries and concerns of life or the deceitfulness of wealth. This is the person who has a good solid faith, but then they get caught up in work or sports or school or the packer season is back or it's summertime and we're gonna go camping and fishing and doing all these other things, and they're all good things. But they let all of these good things choke out the better thing. I wonder if we see that happening. In our church, especially these last two, it was very noticeable after COVID. You know, we had that period where we shut down, we sheltered, and we were trying to protect our health. Have you noticed that people have mostly returned back to regular life? I'm guessing that at the first Packer home game, Lambeau Field will be packed to the gills with, what, 70 or 80,000 people. I'm guessing if the brewers make the playoffs, they'll fill every seat, 40,000 people. Most people are back to school. Most people are back to work. You know where people didn't come back? They didn't come back to church. It's not because they were unbelievers. It's because either they had shallow faith or they let the thorns and thistles and weeds of this life choke out their faith. But Jesus said some of the seed... Fell on good soil. This soil had depth, and so the seed was able to penetrate. It formed deep roots, it formed a plant, it even began to produce fruit. And because there was regular nurturing and maintenance, there was always enough sun, always enough light, or, uh, water, rain, and because somebody was pulling the weeds, the seed produced 160, or 30 times what was sown. This is the person who regularly hears God's word and puts it into practice and God fills their life with blessings. That's the field of crops. And that's what we want. So that begs the question, how do our hearts become good soil where the seed of God's word can produce this deep-seated faith that can withstand the trials and troubles of life and produce fruit for God? For us and for those around us. What well, Jesus tells us. Did you catch the little sentence at the end of the parable? Instead of saying the end, Jesus said, whoever has ears, let them hear. In fact, he took it one step further when he explained the parable. He said, listen to what the parable means. Now, if you're a parent, you know the difference between hear and listen, right? Your kids hear your voice, but they don't always listen Jesus wants us to hear His voice through the Word, through the Scriptures, and then listen so that we gain understanding so that the seed of His Word can begin to produce faith and fruit. When you hear God's Word, the first thing you hear is the law. In Catechism class, I teach that the law, SOS, shows our sin. That's how God begins to... Till the soil of our hearts, the law breaks away that hard-heartedness at the top of the soil. It, it, it continues to dig away until it gets to that rocky layer underneath. And as the law creates repentance in our hearts, it, uh, the spirit even begins to remove sin or pull the weeds that threaten to choke out our newly born faith. But <laughs> nobody wants to hear the law, but it's necessary. We're asking the Holy Spirit to take hearts that are hard-hearted and packed full of sin and to soften them and to begin to remove the sin so that the seed of faith can grow. And after we hear the law, then we hear the gospel, which SOS shows our Savior. In the gospel, God tells you that he loves you (coughs) even when you're a hard-hearted sinner. In the gospel, God proclaims to you that he has forgiven all of your sin because Jesus lived a perfect life and died in the cross. In the gospel, God promises that whatever trials and troubles and tribulations you face in this life, he has an eternal life prepared for you. And he'll give you everything you need for this life too. In the gospel, God tells you that you can trust him. That regardless of what you think, of what you see, of how you feel, you can trust that God will always give you everything you need, not just today, but for eternity. And the more you hear the gospel, the more that seed begins to sprout and send down roots and bring up a plant and even produce abundant fruit. And the more that God produces fruit in your lives, the more he fills your lives with blessing and eventually those seeds begin to spill into the lives of others. That starts mostly at home. I got to see that in action yesterday. I went to a funeral. My friend's mother and her parents and then her and her kids and her grandkids, there were generations filling the church, praising God, for the faith that he had given to their loved one and the eternal life had now sprouted. It doesn't happen all the time. This is a conversation I have regularly. It's been really cool this last year. We've had a number of people that are not members come and ask either for baptism and the other night we had three different families who are not members come to catechism class. But every time somebody comes and asks me about baptism, I tell them, it's like planting a seed. But after you plant the seed, you need to continually water and nurture and make sure that seed has everything it needs to grow. Because baptism isn't a magic formula. If a child receives faith in baptism and it's not nurtured, it it loses faith. I don't know that Jesus meant to give us percentages, but did you notice that three out of the four situations, people lost their faith. It's not even that they had a hard life on earth. It's that they're disconnected from God for eternity. Which is why I'm constantly nagging you to hear God's word. And coming to church is a great place to start. But if I'm very honest with you, 20 minutes a week, or if I'm preaching, maybe it's 25, it's not enough. It's going to give you faith. If you hear God's word every week in church, you're going to have faith. But I fear that when the trials and tribulations and struggles of life come, it's going to threaten to uproot your faith if you don't have those roots dug down deep. Or it's going to be easy to get distracted by all of the other things that we have going on in life. So I want to invite you to consider once again to come to Bible study. I don't care if you want to go to Pastor Albrecht's Bible study. He's doing something really cool. He's going to talk about transgender and sexuality and all of the the hot topics that are out there. Thursday morning, Sunday morning. If you don't remember all of your Bible stories, like if you couldn't tell me the parable of the sower today, maybe you want to come to family impressions. doesn't matter if you have kids or not. Come and be the family for the kids so that they not only have their parents, but lots of other believers spilling seed all over them. Or go to a life Because in a life group, you not only get to discuss how the sermon applies to your personal life further, you get to connect to other people. And we don't see that happening beneath the ground, do we? I think that's how it works. Underneath your lawn, all the roots of your grass are starting to connect to one another. And the more that your grass connects to itself, the better it keeps all of the weeds out and keeps the whole lawn looking great and healthy. That happens in the church, too. Or maybe you want to come to new life in Christ. Just review the basics because that's where those roots begin to form. And I'm going to take it one step further. Read your Bible at home. Three hours a week. One hour for church, one hour for Bible study. Ten minutes a day reading your Bible at home. Three hours out of 168. It's less than 2%. It's one-eighth of one day. And let's find out how much God blesses your heart and life when you simply give the seed of his word opportunity to take root and to grow and to bless abundant fruit, I'm confident that God will fill your life with so many blessings that not only will you grow stronger, but so will the church, St. Paul's, and God's kingdom. That's what God wants. He wants to continually plant seeds in your heart. Because nobody wants to look like that. But you realize that if you do nothing, that is the result. Right? If you don't take care of your lawn, if you don't plant your garden, it will look like that eventually. But when you continually hear and listen God's word, then you will look like that. And so will the person next to you and the person next to you and the person next to you until we form an entire fruitful Church, which is all that God wants. Amen.